Well, hello everybody, it's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been sending in emails. In the last few days, I've asked if people could just send a note to us, a, a, a write a page or a half a page, about what the ministry has done to them, how this has affected them. And to all of you who have, I'm very, very grateful. Uh, it will enable us to get people to help us to reach even more people beyond the boundaries of the church. And if the ministry and what we do has blessed you in some way, write to this address and I'd be grateful about how it has affected you. What has it done for you? And hopefully we'll be able to use, use that, not with any names on it, so that it goes even further uh, in helping the gospel go out even more and by helping people to help us reach more people. Well, today I want to talk about something that's a little different. I want to talk about something that we're experiencing, but many of us are blind to. Something that's affecting our world. We only need to go into any church today and we see that church numbers are reducing dramatically. We see that everywhere, don't we? There are less people in church. There are less, in many countries around the world, there are less men in church. And we see this dropping away. Some, some places it's indicated that the largest group to have left the church in the last five years are people between the age of 55 and 75. They haven't died, they've stopped going. You only have to go into many churches in some countries, many countries, and what you'll see is that the numbers of people in churches and the churches are increasingly less and less full. And even in those places where they are full, there are so many people that should be there, could be there, but aren't any longer. We're seeing something shifting in society. What we see in the church is that there's this ray, uh, that there, there is this decline of commitment. And in particular, there is a decline of language, and particularly what I might call transcendent language. What do I mean by that? Well, we live in a world where when you read many things, you listen to people talk, it's always about success and achievement. Uh, a lot of the time, is, there's a lot of stuff about how to. Uh, and, and, and it's always very analytical. Language is quite analytical. Well, transcendent language is the language that we often see in church that describes the undefinable, that describes, the, um, uh, describes those things that we can't some sense capture, like love, joy, peace, pain, suffering, struggle, dreams. Transcendent language is this language that lives over, over and above our lives. It, it more speaks to our heart than it speaks to our brain. And, and that kind of language has been the domain of the church for a long time as we talk about another kingdom, as we talk about the love of God, as we talk about those very strong uh, things like gentleness. We talk about those very strong disciplines like kindness uh, perseverance. We talk about these very, very strong things that are, in some sense, things that we aspire to and that, the, and that we've always seen within church. But now we don't see in the same way because, because we see that language declining. And it is for a number of reasons. It's declining because it's almost like a dialect or a code that we speak that gets passed down from one generation to another. As we see in some countries, the decline of, of Christianity, the, the decline of people in church, is that in some sense that language is not being passed down. And people are losing the ability to speak in that aspirational, in that transcendent manner. Uh, 
if we read, here's some language that you might call transcendent. If we go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 3 to 4, it says this. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters. It is right because your faith is growing abundantly and your love of every one of you, uh, of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness and the faith during all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. This is what we might call aspirational language or, or, or transcendent language. It's above the everyday experience, and yet it alludes to the everyday experience. And so much of expressing our faith, our relationship with God, our walk with God, is this kind of aspirational language. And one of the reasons, as I say, it's, it isn't continuing on is because as people are dropping away from the church and church numbers are becoming less, that language is becoming is becoming uh, uh, less among us. And it's, and it's almost like a learned language. There's another reason that it's dropping away is because there are some forces in the church, uh, some people in the church who suggest that the church, is, the church should change its teaching. And it should change its teaching because... Well, the world's values have changed. And in order to, to accommodate the changing values of the world, we need to change the teaching of the church in order that people would feel included, in order that people would feel accepted, and that their decisions are acceptable. The problem with that is that the message of the church essentially is truth. And can truth change because society changes? And what happens in the future when the values of the world change again? Do we then change the church's teaching again? Does truth change? Is truth different? Our truth might be expressed in different ways because we live in different eras. We're, we're far more articulate, far more, in a sense, well-studied and academic than we've ever been. Uh, people are far more sophisticated in many ways than what they were in the past. But can we change truth? I would argue that we can't. And then, but we can stop and we can say, but, but where's love? And, and, and so how do we love? Because some people accuse the church of being unloving. Some people choose the church today of being cruel because it is not inclusive. Well, we have to learn love at the same time as standing in truth. And they're two conflicts that are very hard to do. How do you love and yet stand in truth? How do you stand living in the belief of what you have and see around you things that are in opposition to that. Some people would say, well, then change the church's teaching to just say this is okay. It doesn't work like that. Truth can't be changed. Truth comes from God. Another reason we're losing transcendent language is because on the other side, we have those people saying we just need to stick rigidly to the rules of old without question. There are, that if we do things the way, old, the way everything was done in the olden days, whatever the olden days are, that then we will be certain. There are some people that suggest that maybe what we need is a church that's much, much smaller but far more pure. And everybody else who doesn't keep to the rigid rules, we reject. But then again, is that, is that not like the Pharisee who comes along and stands at the front of the church and says, look at me, God, look at me in the, in the temple and says, look at me, look at me. I keep all the rules. I do everything I need to do. As a matter of fact, I even do more. But look at this tax collector, this sinner up the back. He, you know, I'm not like him because I keep all the rules. But 
And, and, and then when the tax collector comes along and speaks, he says, listen, I am a sinner and I'm not worthy. But who's the one that Jesus says is righteous? Jesus says the tax collector went home righteous, not the Pharisee who keeps all the rules. And it's confusing to us because if we want safety and no thought, then we just say, well, then stick to all the rules. And we should stick to the rules. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. Don't hear me saying that we shouldn't. But, but should there be one standard for me as a committed, mature Christian and another standard in a sense for someone who's not, not saying that less is right, but rather saying that a person is growing towards maturity? Is, do we not need to have to discover new language to express love and gentleness and acceptance in, in, for people who are different to ourselves? Because we seem to be struggling with that. And so my prayer for you today, and my prayer is, is, is that I share this today, is this, is that we need to continue to keep speaking a language about the love of God, the grace of God. We need to keep expressing the struggles and the difficulties that we're having. Do you know something that happens when I share some of the silly things that I do or the mistakes that I make? It's on those days that we get some of the biggest responses we ever do. When I share about things that I shouldn't have done, when I, when I set out in a particular direction and I fail, or I do something silly, they're the days where we get the biggest response of anything we've noticed. Because so many people write and say, that's like me. One of, my, one of my, the things that I have found difficult with being on television, and some of the things that have been asked of me by television people is to present the gospel as if I've got it all together and I'm not a sinner and I'm not weak, but rather as someone who might say I'm sinful, but yet give the presentation of being someone who's completely got it all together. The truth is that's not anybody I know. The truth is, is that we need to speak the, la the language that transcends us, the, the language of, 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 of trying, of desire, of mistake. Of forgiveness not just the language of you know this is how you do this is how you do this is how you do and if we can capture that transcendent language because that's the place where Jesus is we would touch the lives of many more people because we would be more compassionate we would be more kind we would be more considerate to talk at that level of this is what I desire this is who I'm trying to be and I want to encourage you today in your prayer don't lose the ability to pray in that way that talks to God from your heart and not just the practicals, not just to assess the good and the not so good in your life, but from your heart, what you desire in the midst of your weakness in your life. Well, as we finish today, I want to ask you um, if you want to continue to uh, speak that language, one of the places that you need to do is pray. And prayer is such a critical part for us. Well, I wrote a book some time ago called Personal Prayer. And I know many people have this book already, and there are many ways to pray. Uh, but I wanted to help people pray in a very practical way to be able to continue to capture that. And one of the things that I do is I write in my prayer journal my prayers out, and I write the things that I desire, the things I, the, the things I feel, the things that I am trying to do. And, and, and uh, that, that aspirational, that transcendent type language is where I find that Jesus talks to me. And I want to encourage you uh, 
to, to, to read this book if you haven't read it, or to, to pray every day. Now, I want, to, I want to ask people if they just support us with getting the message of Jesus out. And I want to be able to give this to you if you support us um, as part of just a gift from myself to you to say thank you for helping us share the gospel more widely. Uh, to all of our Faith Builder partners, thank you, the people who give to us all the time a month on a monthly basis and have gone into our website to set that up. You really are making a difference. Uh, to those of you who give from time to time, thank you. I'm very grateful. And, and as my gift to you, I want to send you this book, Personal Prayer, to help you in your prayer. And I believe it will help you to speak and continue to speak that transcendent language that transcends uh, everyday knowledge and experience and happenings but to our experience of what's happening with inside of us. Uh, you can go to the gift tab or you can go to this address on the screen. And again, thank you to everybody who's written to me and told me how the ministry has blessed them. And I'll keep you informed as to how that will help us in reaching even more people. Loving God, we thank you today that you love us, you care for us and you're with us. Allow us to aspire to you. Allow us to come face to face with who we are deeply within, both the strength and the weakness. So, Lord God, that you are glorified, you are honoured, and you are blessed among us. And, Father, we make this prayer in Jesus' name through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.